Hello, welcome to Greater is He That's in Me than He That's in the World. So, you guys know that I haven't been on for quite some time. This spiritual path, this spiritual journey can sometimes be quite challenging. But as a reminder, I have to remind myself that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. When you start being a spiritual being and you realize that the battle in the world isn't against flesh, that it's against spiritual wickedness and spiritual things in higher places, you become more informative and more even more so a warrior through prayer when it comes down to warfare. So on this day, three years ago, back in 2016, was when I, for the last time, went to a church and I was seeking for a touch from God and I didn't get it. I was at a really, really low point in my life and my heart was really crying out and I was in desperate need of God, something to fulfill me, something to change me in some kind of way because I was so sick and tired of being the person that I was. So I remember that day. I got up that morning, got myself dressed, I got my kids dressed, and (laughs) those boys, listen, they didn't like going to the church that I grew up in because it was, you know, just one of those dead, dull places where, you know, there's these long hymns and the, um, the old type Negro spirituals and you, you couldn't really worship. You couldn't really praise. And if you was to shout or get too loud, they would take you outside or they'll tell you that you had to calm down. But anyway, my kids, they didn't like going, but I got them dressed and we went and I was really hurting. And when I got there, I was expecting something. I don't know why, because for years I never got anything. But this particular day, I was really expecting something. And I'm just like, Lord, if if God is real, he'll be here. I'm going to get what I, what I want. I'm going to get what it is that I'm looking for. So I got up and I went, but nothing happened. I got there. I forget the message that the pastor was preaching on. It's a, it, it, I don't even think it really was a message. It was just some uplifting stuff. Things that made me feel good, you know, stuff that I want to hear, but 
nothing that's really convicting. It was nothing convicting. So I went in empty and broken and I came out empty and broken. Three years ago, you guys, three years ago today was the experience that I had. And so being that I went in empty and broken and came out the exact same way, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going back to church no more. I'm not going back to nobody's church no more. Not even the one I grew up in. And (laughs) I didn't. So for like a year, a year or so, I I didn't. I, I didn't attend the church. I did not. And when the pastor and the first lady of my current church, New Life Tabernacle at Havana, they were doing outreach on a Saturday. And when they approached me about church, my attitude was still the same because in my eyes, all churches are the same. And if I couldn't get what I wanted at the church I grew up in and I'm not going to get it nowhere else, that was my attitude. So when these God-fearing, godly people approached me, oh goodness, you know, I rejected them and I'm just like, Ain't nobody going to no church. And you you would think like the way that my attitude was that especially the first lady, she would have, you know, snapped and went off on me. But surprisingly, no, no. Then it was surprising. But now it's not because I, I know her. But um, she didn't. And she was just like, well, um. If you, if you don't decide to come, can we, you know, can we come pick up your children? And she was just like, you know, we'll come get them. We'll feed them, bring them back home, you know, give you a break. And at this time, you know, I'm deep into the club life. I'm a club promoter and I'm just out here in the streets. So when she was like, you know, give you a break. I was like, at first I was like. I don't know you be sending my kids with you. And, you know, she's like, ma'am, it's church. (laughs) So um, I eventually agreed and I got her number, gave her my number. And so she would text me on the service days, you know, to have the boys ready. And she will always send a message saying, I wish you would come with them, you know. And so then that was the only way to communicate as far as like having them ready to go. And, um, so I did. So for weeks, faithfully, I would get them ready and send them to church. And sure enough, the time she said she'll be there to pick them up, she came, she picked them up, they fed them and they brought them back home. And my boys, enjoyed it so much like they came home ready to go back the next day and I'm just like y'all ain't never like going to church what in the world is going on and they was just so hyped about Jesus and it was just always Jesus this and Jesus that Jesus this and Jesus that 
And I was just like, oh my God. You know, but even then, I still didn't care enough to go with them. So it wasn't until one Sunday morning and I was hungover from Saturday night. I didn't go out to the club that Saturday night, none that weekend, actually. I just had went out to a restaurant with a, a friend and we just got wasted. So anyway, that morning, I'm following the same routine as always. I got up, I got them dressed, and my youngest son, he was four at that time. I I got on my knees, I kneeled down on my knees to fix his bow tie. And in that moment, his little eyes locked to mine and he looked me dead in my eyes and my son said mommy we pray for you at my church and it was in that moment conviction hit me so hard and cut so deep and it was that conviction that I had been wanting Three years ago, when I went into a church and didn't get it. But in that moment, conviction hit me. And I'm looking at my baby and I'm just like, oh my God, you know what? I'm going to put on some clothes and I'm going with y'all. That's what I said. So I told the lady, I was like, I texted her, I was like, um, I'm going to bring my boys. You don't have to pick them up. But they so love riding the church van that they wanted to ride the van anyway. So I went there. And the moment I walked through the doors, it was just this feeling that I had never felt before. And it was like a feeling that I had been longing for. So even before the service began and I'm 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 standing in there the tears began to roll and I could just feel as if like the arms of God was just caressing me and just holding me as I cried and I just cried and and I just know like wow this is different this is what I've been looking for this is what I need and y'all I've been going ever since my life has been changed radically changed within the past year year or so It has been changed for the better. I got rest unto my soul. And that's what it was. The weight of my sins were weighing me down. And I went to God in that place. And I cried out. 
and I was washed and cleansed of my sins. And he lifted that burden up off of me. And that's what it was. I was weary. I had been weary those three years ago. I was weary and didn't know what to do, but I know that I needed God. And I am so forever grateful that he saw fit to allow those people to be doing outreach that day. Because he sees the beginning and the end. He knows what it's going to be. And he allowed those people to reach me. And he used my child to draw me to him. And I thank him for that. I really do. I thank him for that. Each and every day, I am forever grateful and thankful for that. But y'all, if you find yourself in that place where you're weary and you just need a touch from the Lord. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, reach out to me. Reach out to me. And I will help you. Because I've been there. I've been where you are. And I really hope and I pray that this episode blesses you in some kind of way. Thank you for tuning in.